to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 258, Miglos. My name is John, <laughs> and joining me every time we turn into little cacti people, oh boy, is my good friend Taylor Taylor. Hi. Oh, blast. Here we go again. Yep. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John, how are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. Um, Good. Yeah, I had the uh, I had the weekend to myself. Lauren, I uh, was oh. hanging out with um, uh, in uh, oh my god, Joshua Tree with uh, her sketch group. So I was oh, by my gotcha, lonesome gotcha. for the weekend. It was it was uh, That's it was of, fine. That was kind of funny because uh, uh, my wife and son were off in Utah visiting some of her extended family. So oh. Kobe and I basically had the place to ourselves. Nice. Interestingly enough, which meant that I totally got to watch Meglos in one sitting. In one go, I saw that. In one go, sitting there, enjoying a beer and using captions so I could actually like figure out some of these names because I struggle with that sometimes. So, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Nice. Yeah, I tried a great trip. So. Oh, good, good, good. I yeah. tried to watch it in one go, but the uh, the dogs were barking at everything, so well, I was like, forget it. It happens, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. It was late for them, too, so I get it. Yeah, I get that, Ellie. Yeah, totally. I get it. Well, I mean, before we get into Miglos, <laughs> I'm just going to sound clip myself and play it every time I say sure. it. Sure. Before we get into Miglos, let's, uh, let's talk about what's making us happy this fortnight. Well, I don't know about you, but um, through a total bit of um, chance and luck and amazingness on on my end, um, I've managed to snap up a new engine for the bus. Oh, yeah. Um, now it's not zero miles, brand new, but it's like twenty five hundred miles. Like, hey, it that's, does not have a lot. That's pretty good. Like, that is low miles for a VW engine. Yeah. yeah, one of my one of my good friends up in Sacramento, um, he's decided to go for one with a bit more displacement, and uh, he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm I want to let this go. I need to sell it soon. I'm only asking fifteen hundred dollars for it, which is um, a steal. Oh wow, for an engine these days for an engine. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, granted, if I were to get one built like brand new, you're probably in the four to $5,000 range. So I'm like 2,500 miles, 1500 bucks. I was like, shoot, I've got to at least ask the family about this, you know? So this was last Wednesday. Yeah. I pop into the kitchen and I'm like, so, Hey, here's the situation. And it was hilarious. Cause I expected to kind of have to like, kind of like work a little bit to sell the idea. Yeah. And Amber walks past me and goes, she's like, yeah, we got fifteen hundred bucks. Great. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we what? <laughs> She's like, Yeah, you and Kobe figured out if it's a you know a good fit and you know if it's if it really is as good as it sounds, but yeah, go for it. And I was like, Holy crap, okay. So I'm instantly messaging my friend and being like, dude, let's talk about this engine. And there was one person ahead of me, but they couldn't actually make anything happen until Monday at the earliest. Oh man. And he's like, mm, Nope, sorry. I got a buddy who can make it happen right this minute. Oh, man. Um, So I did. And he actually happened to be driving down from Sacramento to Scotts Valley on Saturday morning. And he's like, dude, I'm coming right down 680. Let's meet up in Pleasanton and I get you the engine right there. And I'm like, yeah, love it. Perfect. Yes. So it's sitting in the garage. Got to swap a couple parts over to uh, make it fit in my bus as opposed to in his bus differences little things like that yeah um but yeah by i think by the end of summer easily i'll have this thing in and i will have you know good compression on all four cylinders which is always a good thing very good thing all right well john other than other than adding an extra e to meglos what's making you happy for Fortnite? <laughs> meglos 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 um what is making <laughs> me happy this uh 
this this fortnight. Um, well, let's see. Uh, oh, I watched the the newest Ghostbusters. That was. Um, oh, I've been. You know what? I thought about watching that over the weekend, and it wasn't rentable. You could only buy it. And I was like, mm, it's streaming yeah. on something. Actually, I, as I Is said it? that, I feel like I may have watched it via nefarious means. Um, ah, fair, but. Uh, that's weird because I was like, I want to watch a movie because it's just me by myself. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll watch something. I was like, oh, I'll watch. I'll watch that new Ghostbusters. I think I watched it on Saturday. Uh, it was pretty good. That's funny because that's that's totally what I was trying to watch. It it's too. so that's weird. Really weird. It's very strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was just like, you know, I'll check this out. Uh, I thought it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if it was like you know wow this is amazing but it overall it was it was it was very good i i had a good time um oh i also saw um nope that's not right i also saw thor i was gonna say (laughs) doctor strange uh i also saw thor love and thunder and that was pretty fun oh yeah was it yeah i had a good time had a good time with that um Yeah. Um what else? Oh, shoot, I totally could have watched the third Bill and Ted film. I still haven't seen that. I haven't seen that either. Hmm. Man. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Hmm. <laughs> what else? Uh Mets are doing well. I'm happy about nice. that. Um uh oh I played Overwatch two last night for the first time oh, and yeah. it's in beta right now and Okay. Man, it is uh it is a blast. I'm having a really good time. Cool. Um yeah, I am. I'm super pumped for one of the new characters that I was playing. Yeah, uh, wow. yeah. so uh, that's uh, it's uh, all I can think of. Fair. Yeah, there you go. Fair. Nice. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into some who news. And I saw some interesting stuff towards the bottom. Yeah. Of this well, I you know not only that, but I also know how you tend to obsess about um, unmade doctor who stories Uh oh so when i saw this first one i was like oh boy john's gonna go a little crazy yeah um a recently within the past couple of weeks a um script for an unmade third doctor who movie was discovered and this Uh would have been a doctor who film right because obviously we've got um the peter cushing films yes so this this would this would have been another film, but this one have been starring John Pertwee. Um, oh, and uh, the it says here the, the it, and of course links in the in the story notes um, or in the show notes. I mean, sorry. Uh, the 1986 script Doctor Who's Greatest Adventure was revealed uh, screening at the British Film Institute. The movie pitted two Time Lords, a young Doctor and an older one played by John Pertwee against giant crab-like crustaceans. Whoa. Yes. Okay. So, 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 um, uh, the plot is described this way. Um, now this is taken directly from the script. So it, 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 uh, it's not like somebody came up with this on the side, a battered police box makes landfall on a lonely beach. The doctor strides out. He's a young and unfamiliar incarnation never seen on television, though Hugh Grant won't have to wait long for stardom. Um, I feel like that's Matthew Sweet who has was presenting this. Yeah, there's no sure way that. in 1986 this guy's like right. Yeah, Hugh Grant. I, yeah, he he runs to help a screaming woman and finds her body reduced to bloody pieces. Whoa! Another shock soon comes. A second TARDIS materializes and outsteps a dandyish figure with a shock of white hair. You recognize the actor instantly. It's John Pertwee. The two doctors stare at each other. Who are you? They chorus. Oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah. So this this pair of doctors are pitted against a swarm of cow-sized, flesh-eating crabs that emerge from the sea. Nice. And sure enough, an RV base is involved. I mean, a lot of, in a lot of ways, this really sounds like it could easily have just been a third Doctor story. Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things is that um, the guy who uh, wrote this screenplay. Um, and I'm looking, uh, uh, Milton Sabotsky, um, the, the monster crustaceans, these monster crabs actually came from a planned adaptation of Guy Smith's pulp novel, Night of the Crabs. Oh, 
published in 1976, for which he bought the rights in 1977. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is funny because after experiencing uh, several setbacks, uh, I think he adapted kind of parts of Night of the Crabs into this Doctor Who movie idea. That's crazy. And then I'm also reading that this it, it, it the giant crab creatures are, you know, that's kind of, uh, they've done that. Like the macro? Yeah, yeah. they kind of yeah. did that. I mean, whatever, yeah. that would have been interesting, a nice little mystery with a younger doctor. and, a, and then, Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, so we've already got this kind of like, you know, other incarnations other than what we've only seen on screen. I mean, yes, yes. Yeah, know, in 86. Yeah. Having someone play the doctor that hasn't played them on television, that would be, that would have been crazy. Yeah. I guess it was less crazy in the mid sixties when Peter Cushing did it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like more of like, we have another person playing a side who is the doctor playing aside a doctor that we know instead of just like, Oh yes. Yeah, definitely is unusual. And let's, you know, fully recognize the fact that the Cushing doctor is basically human yes, and stuff. And it's, it's, it's all kind of separate doctor who is very much in its, in its infancy yeah, at that point. So I, I get it, but yeah, having, having an established doctor acting against a new person in the role at that point in history would have been very fascinating. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Well, I realized I've gone a few episodes without talking about any Big Finish news. And Big Finish, of course, is doing lots of stuff. And I'm sure you can pre-order all of it on their website. But I don't know if you remember, John, but uh, kind of during more the height of the pandemic, we did have a Torchwood box set come out uh, uh, with Sophie Aldred's Ace uh, involved in it. And I don't remember the story but they were in a sort of lockdown at the time uh in the story but she is coming back ace is returning to torchwood uh and she will again uh cross paths with i believe mr colchester uh who they uh, interacted with on the previous box set um so we you know getting all sorts of uh ace content lately um always doing more big finish we're gonna have her in the centenary or i'm sorry not in the um yeah in the center in centenary special jody's final story all sorts of great stuff going on oh yep all right yep so that will be good um the red list is i'm sorry i see it here is the uh story that she was first uh in torchwood oh. in 2021 so they will be uh next in the story death in venice which i know sounds familiar sounds like this should be an 11th doctor story <laughs> um but this one will be available september of this year and not surprisingly available in pre-order now ah yes I'd be curious to look at the big finish site and be like, okay, what can I pre-order now that is not coming out for the greatest amount of time? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just want to see how far out that goes. Be very curious. Yeah. Um, speaking of the centenary special, RTD has yeah. actually seen a preview of it in its entirety. Um, so it's worth noting that obviously, you know, we're, we're all a Twitter with like literally uh <laughs> all the filming that's going on yeah. for the beginning of the rtd2 era um uh but we still have jody's final story to get through and the end of the chibnall era um but they're really not saying anything yeah doing anything they're uh, i don't know i don't know what to say um yeah. i feel like there's a lot they could be doing but they're not well, I mean, that's kind of what it it feels like. I was thinking, I was thinking that the other day when I'm like, "Oh, what's the next Marvel movie that comes out after after Thor?" And it's um, it's it's Black Panther two, which um, I believe is slated to come out in November, and I haven't oh. seen anything about it. Have no, you? I don't think I. No, <laughs> there's so. nothing, nothing coming out about it that i've seen besides maybe some um some promo art and that's it okay yeah not a lot it's um i was like that seems weird because usually they're hyping those up 
months in advance and i haven't seen a thing so i mean uh, i i uh, same thing here it's like uh we're kind of like three months away from this um yeah and we haven't seen anything yeah um so the the quote in the article here that you can find via the show uh, uh the show notes is uh russell says what's coming up in october this year is jody whitaker's farewell so i feel like i'm upstaging it slightly lovely jody and i just saw the finished version of that two days ago it's a 90 minute epic it's fantastic uh so that is so that is gorgeous with lots of surprises gotcha okay sorry so we know its length and we know at least according to him when it will be airing October, now, yeah. Nothing has been officially released. No title, no runtime. Yeah. Not even the month it will air. Um, so we've we've at least got this we can glean from it. And and he seems to think it's fantastic. Yes. Um good. You know, I, I I'll take the man at his word. Yeah. Um, but um he's also being kind of uh sly and keeping kind of quiet about plans for the sixtieth anniversary. Um but it does seem via um, uh, different shots of slates um, is that it's not going to be just one special. Uh, it's they, they, they've slates have been seen for special one and special three. Presumably there's a special two in between there. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of speculate that that it's not just going to be one episode or one special for the yeah. 60th next year which is um really kind of exciting i'm all for it yeah i'm i'm down i certainly won't turn it down yeah i mean when do we see matt smith running through the streets right when is that? uh also well, the, yeah i'm looking at these these slates and somebody mentioned i see in the comments down below here uh on on our our second uh slate could that be the new doctor who logo Oh, oh, that's, well, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah. yes, I mean, it's not impossible. No. By any means. It's a little bit of a throwback. Yeah. Um, which I'm not against. Nope. Um, but I'll be very curious. Yeah, once, a, you know, presumably a new logo will be revealed. Um, I'm always a fan of uh, Neon and Sparkles. But yes. <laughs> We will see. We, we shall we'll mark see. this down, and we will see if you picked up on that, and that pans out. That would be really cool. Um, yeah, bring it. Yeah, Let's go. I'm ready. And presumably, they've been doing a lot of uh, in studio shooting, which is why we haven't obviously seen, uh, you know, Doctor Reproduction News retweeting until he's out of breath. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now, this last story, I'm gonna, I'm going to completely put in the realm of speculation. Yes, uh, the folks over at Comic Book Review, um, they they take what they've seen in terms of you know uh, filming pictures and footage and stuff, and they they take the idea in a different direction. They they go with a bit of speculation um, that maybe just maybe Doctor Who's returning to the greatest show in the galaxy, which it's an interesting thought. Yes, I I don't know that I necessarily agree. But would I love to see that happen? Yes, absolutely. It would be interesting. Yep. Um, so obviously one of the things that they point out is that a lot of the photos show numerous flyers plastered on walls advertising a circus. They also note that we get Neil Patrick Harris sporting a top hat and tails, um, kind of like you would see a ringmaster. Yes. Wearing, although I would say that a ringmaster would be a little bit more flashy dressed than, yeah, a little more flashy. Thank you. Um, than, than his character was dressed. Um, you know, but could it be the psychic circus come to earth? I don't know. Um, would I love to see the chief clown? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, because he was such a great villain. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, what if this is the only, this is, just one of the faces Neil Patrick Harris has. What if it's just a front? Oh, we, exactly. We, we see him as the clown. Wouldn't that be great? And 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 you know, um, I know that in Greatest Show in the Galaxy, the 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 gods of Ragnarok were kind of defeated. But you know, in in Seventh Doctor era, that was supposed to be kind of like a big deal. Yeah. To kind of like 
deepen that mythology that that you know he's he's had these interactions with these kind of like you know greater being for quite some time between that and like fenric yeah. um you know so so the article you know give it a read see what you think it it, it seems to kind of go hey we think that this could be happening um and what better way to celebrate the show's legacy than than returning to the setting of a much loved story? Which I don't know that we've seen anything that would suggest that specifically. Yeah, I haven't seen any filming in quarries. No, um, no quarries. Where, where's it, the quarry? It's, it's it's more bringing that setting, you know, to uh, Bristol rather than <laughs> sending our characters to a quarry. But right. I'll forgive them that uh, that turn of phrase. So I don't know. What do you think, John? Um, I think it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something that I would, um, if I would put money on. Uh, I if like if I if if I were a betting man, I would probably put better money on the toy maker yeah. than I would the psychic circus. Yeah, I think I would too. I mean, I, honestly, I'd rather it not be anything and or either one of those things and. Neil Patrick Harris uh, just being a kid. Well, these are the specials, so mm-hmm. he might not. He might have to just be defeated quickly. I'm saying, like, I'd love to see him carry over into the new season. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't turn that down. Right, we're that would we're be great with his acting. Yes, if you want it, if you want to rejuvenate the show and get new fans, mm-hmm. that would be a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could certainly bring over a lot of people who are familiar with his work, like his work, but may not be as familiar with Doctor Who and go, oh, yeah. wait, he's in this right now? Yeah. Oh, let me go check that out. And yeah, totally. Do you know what? Like, now that we're we're kind of talking about this, I wonder how, because this will be my first time watching uh, RTD's run of Doctor Who live. Like, I didn't watch... Mm. You know, I was I wasn't around for that. Right. I I was around right. when uh when Moffat and uh oh my God, and Matt Smith for that was when yeah. I first started watching. Right. In fact, I might have been a season behind that. I can't remember. Anyway, um because I feel like in in RTD stuff, we got a lot of like throwback stuff. You know, like hey, mm-hmm. remember this? Hey, remember this? I, I'm interested because now that we have taken this journey on our podcast where we have you revisited and me watch for the first time a lot of classic stuff, I'm very like I'm I'm like ex- not to say that Moffat didn't do that, but not to the extent that that RTD did, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I'm interested to see like I mean, I, that I just thought of that right now. I'm like, oh, that makes me a little more uh, more excited. Very nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, either way, I think um, it's fun to speculate. You know, and sometimes that's that's all we have time to do. So all we have Sit time to speculate. Do. <laughs> yes, we don't have new episodes yet. So when we see stuff, we speculate. Yes, absolutely. But this time, right now, we're talking about be. Meglos. Yes, Meglos, guys. That's how you say it. I don't. I don't make the rules. So <laughs> you say it. So we watched. We watched Megalo, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Lala Ward as Romana, John Leeson as K Nine, the voice of K Nine. God, could you imagine yes. if he fit in that thing and, and drove it around? Wow, I've met John Leeson. He's not that small. No, he's not. Uh, and cr- he's not huge, but no. he's not small enough to fit. K-9. He is an average sized man. He There's nothing. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Uh, and Crawford Logan as the voice of Meglos. It was written by John Flanagan and Andrew McCulloch mm-hmm. and directed by Terrence Dudley. It first aired September 27th through October 18th, 1980. And it is the second story of season 18. And we have, let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. Oh, that that's a certified slew of story notes brought to us by Ooh. the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Certified. Yes. Yes, indeed. I like that. Well, as a result of his brief swim at Brighton Beach in the last story, K-9's batteries are damaged and now require a recharge every two hours, mm. I think effectively making him a water-damaged cell phone. Yeah, they got to throw him in some rice. Yes, that's that's the one thing they didn't do. No. Is toss K-9 in a giant bucket of rice. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I, 
I got my phone just the tiniest bit damp when we were camping last month. Oh and no! It had the oh, trust me, I I was panicked. I've never had that before, but it had that little thing pop up on the screen, being like, "Hey, we think there's a little bit of uh, you know water and debris uh, up against the charger. Don't try charging it until this this notice goes away." And oh like, wow! Oh yeah. Thank you, Samsung. Yeah, Samsung coming through. I don't have that. They're like, yeah. give, give us more money, please. Yes, well, that, that does sound like that other manufacturer. Mm. Uh, but yeah, thankfully, let it dry out. Actually kind of gently went in there with um, uh, actually a little bit of toothpick and napkin. Oh. And just kind of clean the connectors off for a bit. And it, it, yeah, it took a few hours. But by the time I went to bed that night, it was happy hunky-dory. Great. Yeah. Anyway, we love working titles around here. Yes, we rather do. Than talking about cell phone repair. Um, and there <laughs> we were both. many working titles for Megalos. Yeah. Some of them were the, the Golden Pentangle. Next. The Golden Pentagram. Mm-hmm. Next. The Golden Star. I mean, that just sounds like, you know, good job. <laughs> you did a good job. Yes, gold Star for you. Yeah. That's right. I love it. I love it. Okay, how about try this? Try this. The last soul fataran. Um. Yeah, that's fine. That's kind of a. I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. Let me let me run one more past you. The last Zolfatharan. So why are they different? I don't know because Megalos in the story is referred to as the last remaining inhabitant of Zolfatharan. That's so weird. I don't. Um, I mean, maybe they had the planet named differently at one point. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think they did find sticking with Megalos. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Well, the doctor previously encountered a villainous doppelganger of himself in his first incarnation in the massacre and in his second incarnation in a story that we absolutely loved, The Enemy of the World. Yeah, Enemy of the World. Go check it out on NOTLG.com. We did that episode with a friend of the show, uh, Justin Kizon. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Oh, it's a great time, definitely. Yeah. Well, the scenes set on the surface of Zolfathura mm-hmm. were realized by way of a new effects technique referred to as scene sync. <laughs> yeah. Say that three times fast. Now, this involved two cameras being electronically synchronized to follow identical movement so that they could be made to track in unison and maintain the composite image, whereas previously... The camera in a CSO shot had to be almost always static. Huh. Okay. And and you can you can tell the difference. You can. Where where they're tracking. And yes, it may not be the best blue screen technology ever. But hey, it worked for them at the time. Personally, I, I think it actually looks pretty cool in some ways. Anyway, Lieutenant Brotadak. Oh, we 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 will talk. Yes. About Brotadak. But did you know that Brotadak is an anagram of bad actor? And in joke from the production team. That's that's rough. Yep. Lieutenant Bad Actor. <laughs> yep. That's great. Fantastic. Uh I have I have so many things to say about our our swarthy piratey bunch. Yeah. And, yeah. and one of them is that oh we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <clears throat> so Bill Fraser uh, agreed to play Grugger, who's kinda like the leader of the uh, the gang on the condition that his character be allowed to kick canine on screen. Wow. What a weird condition. I know. Wow. Good thing he wasn't oh. around when Adric was around, right? Well, yeah, it's like, Hey, I'll play the role, but I want to at least be able to kick. Adric. <laughs> I want to get a legit punch in on this child. <laughs> oh man. Well, this is the last story until four to doomsday to not be part of a wider story arc oh yeah okay so we got some we got some arcs yes some of which we've covered some of which we have not yeah um and and one of the things that we didn't mention in the uh kind of like starring section of this episode is that jacqueline hill who played barbara comes back to play a different character in this story but she regretted appearing in the story feeling that because she played barbara it was inappropriate to appear as a different character Wait. She admitted that the show had changed considerably <laughs> since her time and was now recognizable in name only. Wait, what? Yeah, she played Lexa. Oh my god. Did see 
this was this was going to come up and i would have said and i was planning to say and i still feel that had nobody said hey this is jacqueline hill she played barbara i don't think i would have recognized her yeah wow yeah oh she was okay wow no i wouldn't have right that's nuts dude i had no idea i mean i think that's fun though i think so too yeah i thought she did a great job absolutely you know, wow, she, she carried that role with the same kind of like um, confidence that she did in the Aztecs. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Wow. That's crazy. Yes, I know this. I love this one. This is the only story of the original run, right? So this is the only story of classic who, uh-huh. where every credited cast member appears in every episode. Really? Yeah. That's a weird one, isn't it? That's very strange. Mm hmm. Oh. Yeah. During production of this story, Madame Tussaud's uh, Wax Museum in London debuted the Doctor Who exhibition. Uh, included were sculptures of both the fourth Doctor and his Meglos doppelganger. <laughs> There's a Wax Meglos. Somewhere. Doctor. As a result, Tom Baker is the only person to have appeared twice in the Wax Museum. Wow. Yeah. Love it. <clears throat> Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Jack Palance. Doing the old Ripley's Believe It or Not show back in the mm. 80s. John Flanagan and Andrew McCulloch were struggling to think of the ultimate villain until they realized that it was sitting there the whole time. <laughs> A gnarled cactus. That's wild. Ah, isn't that great? It's wild. Yeah, I just, I love it. And, and I mean, we'll get to when we first see them and they interact yeah. with people. And, yeah. And, 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 but yes. You're just sitting there. It's like, we need a villain. We need a villain. We need a villain. Hey. <laughs> Freaking cactus, man. A cactus. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of things we should do is we should sit back, listen to a world-famous synopsis from Taylor. So, Taylor, it looks yes. like you're prepared this time. <laughs> I am prepared this time. Thank you. So uh, let's uh, take it away. All right. While trying to repair K-9, the Doctor and Romana find themselves in a time... While trying to repair K-9, the Doctor and Romana find themselves in a time... While trying to repair um, K-9, the Doctor... Oh, 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 yes. And Romana find themselves in a time loop set up by an evil cactus named Meglos, who apparently inhabited the body of poor Nigel from accounting hmm. and has a crazy plan to pretend to be the doctor in order to steal a geometric shape of extreme power and, you know, rule the universe or some such craziness. Can the doctor and Romana defeat Meglos, satisfy Brotodak's lust for a knight's coat, and prevent the destruction of Tigella? Well, grab that agave and strap in because it must be meglos meglos all right well uh let's get to our overall feelings uh, uh of this taylor what what did you think of of meglos here um i i liked it i enjoyed it um it it got downright silly at times mm-hmm. um and 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 i like honestly when classic who does that um it's it's a comfort thing for me um, I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't know that I'd necessarily put it super high on a list of like, oh, you absolutely have to see yeah. these stories. Um, but at the same time, and again, this is part of this is because I, I set up the the show notes or the story notes before we get into it. And that's the second time I've messed that up tonight. Um, it, it, it was interesting to watch in terms of seeing the technical effects. Oh yeah, right. seeing seeing the use of the scene sync and going, okay, yeah, the blue screen quality is is really bad, mm-hmm. but you know they are able to track, and it's like, oh, he's scraping something off this you know piece of model, <laughs> and it it looks pretty good. You got to admit, yeah. What did you think, John? I uh, I, I also I think I just I was like, this is fine. Um, <laughs> I had I had a decent time with it. I think like it, towards the middle, I was kind of like uh, I don't know. But um, when we got to uh, and we'll we'll talk to it. The first time we see our um, we see Nigel from accounting trying to get away. Uh, yes, I was like, oh man, this is crazy. I mm-hmm. love this. Um, 
So it, it took a little a little while. There was a lot of like you know the doppelganger thing and seeing yes. uh, seeing Tom Baker as a cactus was weird. That I had, there were some like <laughs> things that I had like like just like logical questions about like how mm-hmm. how does this happen? How does this happen? I mean, it, it, it some stuff doesn't make sense, especially these haircuts. Um, oh, which yeah. Wow. Everyone has the same haircut and it is equally as awful on every single person. But yeah, I mean it was fine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I'd I would uh put this on the top of any recommendation list, but you know. Yeah. You know. Well, I know. And 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 those those haircuts, let's be honest, those wigs, um, weren't even sitting low enough on the head to be believable. No, I mean I think what they like, did is they might have just turned these around, sprayed them black and put them on Adric's head. <laughs> yeah well uh yeah yeah there more on some, that later there were some bad there were some bad haircuts in this era and some of them have you know yeah. stuck around all the way up until stranger things yikes um anyway yes that's true also finished stranger things and it was great oh yes yeah excellent. um excellent yes yes excellent um <laughs> so uh, let's sh- i just want to go over these these logic questions i have and it, oh okay yeah because uh, there was some stuff where i was like this this doesn't make sense to me um and let's just start with the first cliffhanger so the first cliffhanger okay. so uh, we get to um and now that i'm say it it's it's escaping me but the thing i wanted to be the cliffhanger was wouldn't the bigger reveal to end an episode be that um, Meglos, not only he, he could become uh, a human, he could like be a doppelganger of that guy, like absorb his en- essence or whatever actually happened with him. Yeah. Um, wouldn't the bigger reveal be like, hey, look, I'm the doctor now too. I feel like that's a better cliffhanger. Like, oh, crap, he's now the doctor. Well... Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't didn't the first episode end with Meglos turning around and being like, "Hello, look, I'm the Doctor." I don't th- did it because the I think the one I watched it it did not seem that way unless I unless I missed that. Well, guys, well, I, you know what? Maybe this is why recaps are good in the beginning when you go <laughs> when you're like two minutes of recap. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I get that, but but what? Hang on, let's let's. I'm doing okay. it. I'm pulling up the episode right now. Okay, okay. I was gonna say because what did you? What did? You, what was your source? What I was on Brit Britbox. Okay, that's what I was on. Okay, let me just see here. Maybe I just uh, completely because I thought right? it ended with them in the time loop. Well, they they do they do end up in the time loop in episode one. Um, they don't figure out how to get out of the time loop until episode two, which is a completely silly way of getting out of it, but we'll get to that. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So we have, we have our, our fortune hunters. Uh, yeah, you're right. It does end. It does end with uh dumb and dumber. <laughs> um, geez, these guys, they could Brugger have their own, Brodidac. they could have their own show. Yeah, you're right. It does end oh, with him gosh. turning around and being like, yep, Bob, that's me. So never mind. Okay. Um, I was that's fine. Dead wrong on that. So my other my oh, other God. logic question. They always talk about how like don't don't go outside. You'll it's not livable up there. You'll die. And right. we have here is another planet we, where they're claiming that right. Uh, and we have guards standing outside. Oh yeah. Hey, look at that. Isn't that weird? Like they're just like standing outside. And I mean, any planet we go on on here, people are outside <laughs> and they're, they seem pretty fine. So is yeah. that just like a scare tactic that we never I, really got the, but that well, doesn't make I, sense. Cause they know like, Hey, Hey Joe, what do you do? Oh, I'm the guard. Where do you guard? Oh, I guard outside, outside. Shouldn't you be dead? Uh, <laughs> right. Like <laughs> John. You are absolutely right. All right, I got one of them right. You are absolutely right. You know, no, you you are you are spot on with that because I I believe because of um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a you know great and mighty war. Yes, between the inhabitants of this planet uh, and their and their their D12 of power, um, 
and uh, Zulfathura uh, yes. between Tigella. That's the name of the planet. Sorry. Um, and Zulfathura that there was a big war. And I believe that they did move, you know, inside and underground and stuff to kind of, you know, escape much of that. So it, I, I can't remember if it if it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, we haven't explored the surface. Yeah. We don't think it's safe. We're staying down here where we think it's safe and we can, you know, worship our D12. Uh, yes. I love, but, like, but, love that. That's the power source, by the way, the smallest thing ever. Yes. Yes. Well, once you shrink it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. The simple fact that they've got guards at the front door, which is open. Yeah. For everyone. No less <laughs> as they stand there. Um, makes no sense at all. Yeah. All right. Well, I got one thing right. There you is did. one other thing that I oh boy. I just wanted to mention. Where, so in episode two, Ramana okay. is running around and she gets attacked by killer plants. Yeah. And she... Our field, our field of Audrey's. Yes. And... Yeah, yes. And she, from seemingly nowhere, grabs these pliers... And starts cutting the vines off. Mm-hmm. Where did she get those pliers? Oh, she's repairing K nine, huh? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. There was that. My answer was simply going to be, um, well, where does the doctor get anything that's in his pockets? That's true. Also, uh, she's also a time lord. That's so true. And I will say, Ramona's outfit change, uh, amazing. Yes, this was great. I don't know what yeah, you would call it, but it was like a red dress with white sleeves and i feel like it was all flower patterned very cool yeah i don't i don't know what i would compare it to either it's definitely not like her horse riding outfit no um or or like the the uh city of death era you know i'm a, a french schoolgirl. Yes. an episode of like madeline yes in one of the madeline books um did not have madeline books on my bingo card tonight but boy there we are yeah um anyway but yes i and that's one of the things that i think i've always loved about this era is that actually we get costume changes costume changes yes you know it's we're about to have adric in the same damn outfit (laughs) until his death in our shock yes it's like change your clothes once in a while it's okay so yeah it's it's okay to do that get really ripe if you don't yeah i think the other thing there was just one other thing where i was like this doesn't make sense but i i guess it would kind of make sense is when we have our real doctor um tied down to that table uh with the rock over him uh very very gruesome but uh you know just light everything at once you'd probably get a cleaner kill um well yeah i know tv and we needed to save him i get it but uh yeah um there's an announcement because um meglos escapes but there's a big announcement over the loudspeaker that says the doctor has escaped and no one in that room heard that or anywhere else and was like wait a minute i i saw him he's tied down to this table and then they open the door and they're like huh i'm just saying like yeah might have been a lot of a lot of logic fair point a lot of logic uh things going on here but we need to talk about these these two bumbling morons yes (laughs) these guys who who i'm pretty i'm pretty confident they are wearing kind of like their outfits have like hints of like mongol horde yes to them and i swear there was another fourth doctor story where these these exact costume pieces, maybe not full costume, but costume pieces were used because I seem to remember making a, oh, look, here are these characters were on this weird planet, but they look like they're from Mongolia. Yeah. And I want to say it was during the key to time series. of episodes. That makes sense. I feel like it was. I could see that. But. I've, I've got a feeling they've dipped back into the same costume closet yeah. to uh, put together some of my favorite fortune hunters, I think, ever in terms of Doctor Who stories. I mean, the, these guys were these guys. were something. They're something they, else. They were an absolute crack up. Uh, I mean, Brotodak? Br- uh, Brotodak? Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. goodness, um, bad actor. That's awful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
but at the same time, the guy who played him did such a great job. Yeah, it was um, Just, it was something like it, it was. It was amazing to see how how dumb this character was. <laughs> and, but he, you I, know what? A man of a man of taste and style. Indeed, he indeed. wanted that Loved jacket. Himself a burgundy coat. Got himself too. Well, yeah, and then he exploded. By the but, end of it. Well, uh, you know, can't have everything. That's true. I would love to see. I would love to see an original shooting script of this story because I would. I want to see if you know Brodadak's obsession with this coat was there from the start, or is it something that like was there once? And then the actor did again, and they're like, you know what? That's good. Keep it. Yeah. I'm so curious. I don't know. I, at, I, at one point, I'm not joking. I have a note here as I'm because I, I I was able to watch it with captions on um, <clears throat> because I was struggling with like Zaster because you know with the British accent, I'm like, is it Zasta? And it's like, you know, just ha- helps me spell things yeah but literally literally episode four when um brodadak is offered the second coat right mm-hmm. the captioning literally said slobbering <laughs> like he was having like the homer simpson drool moment that's amazing when he's offered a second coat i love he's it slobbering over it I love it. And I just, at this point, like literally all my notes are in caps by the time. Yes. The only way to do notes. Crazy. Right. The the only way. Yeah. uh, Yeah. They were, they were something else. Um, Like every time I thought uh, Grudger was probably smarter, I'm like, oh no, he's equally as dumb. True. They're both just very dumb, dumb dumbs. Very stupid. They are. um, and And in some ways they remind me a little bit of oh gosh i can't remember his name he was in the ribos operation he was kind of like you know that 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 gentleman thief kind of uh oh um oh god damn it what is his name i gotta look it up now and you'll probably get to it before i do yeah i might we loved him we loved his character let's see here i'm gonna i'm bringing it up um i'm accidentally going into our notes again it wasn't un is it unstoff unstoff no, it's um. Oh wait, I think I know. Where is it? It's sh- it's sh- is it Shokla? No, Shokla. Ribos operation. Oh, sorry, folks, you're just getting Binro. It was Binro. Bin, it was Binro. It might have been the Bin heretic. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was Unstop Garen. I think it was. Bi- I think it was Binro because he's he was like the the guy who he helped. Uh, he helped Unstop. He helped him escape. I feel like it's been real. Oh, oh, and it was Ribos Operation where I feel like I've seen these hats before. Yeah. I'm looking at the pictures now. Yes, <laughs> Garen and Unstoff. Look yes. at those hats. Love it. They had to have used a lot of the same costumes. Oh, I would not. I would not they be shocked. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, yes. folks. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry. Um, let, us, let us digress. Can we, can we please talk about how K9's user manual is holding up the hat rack in the TARDIS? I love it. I love little <laughs> stuff like that. Oh so no. Much. Oh I man. I love little stuff like that. Did they ever um, did they ever say where they got uh our businessman from? Did they get him from Earth? Yes. Cuz so he they, is referred to as Earthling. Yeah, so they just took him from Earth. So literally literally we have, I guess, technically you would call it an alien abduction story because presumably yeah. our fortune hunters are not from Earth. No. They go to Earth. They kidnap Nigel from accounting, as I have dubbed him. Gaztac. Um, they're they're a, a humanoid mercenary space pirate. Gaztac. Wow. That is the name of their uh, their race. Oh, excellent. Okay, great. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't think that's even mentioned. I don't think it is either story unless I missed it, but anyway. it's here it is. So yes, they, they basically, um, they basically Peter Quill, this guy. Yeah. I mean, really? Um, because <laughs> presumably Meglos needed specifically a human, I guess. I don't know. DNA or some nonsense. Absorb him. Uh, unclear, but it was just one of those things where, where, where they step out of the ship and it's like, you know, 
space pirate, space pirate, space pirate, space pirate, middle management. <laughs> Accountant. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that was very guy... funny. I was like, what is it's happening? Hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, is this like one of the guys from Standards and Practices? And he just happened to step onto the set. When <laughs> they I just received. let him oh, in. Oh, no, he's actually part of the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, it's, it's so hilarious when they, you know, this this structure rises up out of the desert and um they go inside and and it's and it's just a basic panning shot and you know they're looking around and everything and you just the background is just the background yeah you know there's 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 a big plant and there's machinery and all this kind of stuff and then there's a voice and they're like the heck was that was it and then i think it's i think it's grugger turns and the camera follows him and there's just boom giant cactus yeah (laughs) <laughs> like just hanging oh, out my god they weren't joking the villain of the story is just a giant cactus yeah it's very weird so much very I very weird so um because it is so silly yes uh, i want to talk about our our time loop which is not actually called okay. a time loop um oh wait yes it is i thought there was a different chronic, name for it chronic hysteresis there you go oh that's made up um Actually, it, 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 uh, hysteresis is something that uh, can happen oh. with electronics. It's actually something that pops up in a lot of the data sheets that I edit. Oh. Um, and it was not a word that I was familiar with before starting that job. Um, but I actually looked up, um, there was something in the story notes about chronic hysteresis being like the time version of something that happens when a, like, um, like an electrical charge kind of builds up in circuitry. Uh-huh um so it's it's kind of like the time version of that oh okay so so there there's actually a little bit of science behind using that terminology but time loop just sounds easier time loop does sound easier um i love right. the i just loved it because i i think at one point i went uh like when it first happened i think i was looking looking down and then i heard the line mm-hmm. read again and i went wait a second and i looked up at the same time yep. when uh when <laughs> the doctor realizes like wait a second it was very funny um nice so i i love that and i love that you know it's kind of we got a little groundhog's day in here and they're like how do we get out of this and they just end up just doing the same thing again to break the time loop like when they're still in the same loop yeah it's like they try to force the same pattern before the pattern repeats and yeah you know what it's Doctor Who. It's Let's Doctor Who. And enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Bit of hand, it's a bit of hand wavy, but I'll run with it. We've no, no one it, has it, it ever made, broken made, out of it. We broke out of it in minutes. Yes, and it makes for a good uh, gag in the synopsis. So. Yes, yes, it does. I appreciate it. Um, I want to. I want to talk about our visual effects here with the um, yeah, with our businessman being pushed back into um into uh, Meglos's body. Um, I, I, I loved that. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I don't know. I was just like, yes, mm -hmm. this is great. I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. It's so sudden. It's jarring. It's just like, it's like, whoa, all of a sudden, like he's trying to like leap, trying to get out a phase out of this thing. Yeah. The fact that, you know, that, that they've got enough, um, with the, with the overlay, to kind of like put the armor out and like yes. pull him back in. Like yeah. that was just good. I like that. This is very cool. Like, and they did it. I think they did it twice or three times. It was great. Yeah. Every time yeah. it looked very twice, cool. Yeah. Really loved that a lot. Um, and you're right. Very memeable. <laughs> yes, very much. So, <laughs> um, I want to, I, I love Romana using the, uh, the, after the killer pr- plants try to kill her, she's like, I'm going to use these for my, for my own benefit. Yes. I love that. I thought yes. that was very clever and cool. Romana always, always, always proving to be very resourceful. Yeah. Not just a, what do we do now, doctor? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, she also, yes, fig- she also, I believe, figured out how to get out of the, uh, the time loop. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And then he was like, well, at least I remembered my lines, which he did not. Uh, I wonder if that, I wonder if that was like an improv jab cause they were having problems at the time. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 They were that, that actually would have been really funny. Oh boy. Um, yeah. and I mean, I'm trying to think of 
Oh, there's a really funny bit at the end before we get to like our send off uh, scene here, which I was just like, oh, geez, um, where the doctor watches uh, Meglos get punched in the gut and carried away. And he goes, that could have been me. Yes. <laughs> and it happens to him, too. Yes. Yes. I love that. Was that was great. I loved that. That was so good. Pure comedy. Pure mm-hmm. comedy there. Um, and basically what happens is uh, all the bad guys die. And then we have a scene where we're getting uh, our accountant back. We're like, oh, well, Gallifrey's calling, but let's uh, let's bring Nigel back to uh, to accounting. And he's like, oh, I told my wife I'd be home in 20 minutes. And he says, oh, we can have you back before we li- before you leave. And he's like, ha ha. Uh oh, and I was like, <laughs> that guy hates his wife. That's <laughs> literally what he's like. Back home yeah. early? No, thank you. <laughs> and that's how the episode. That's how the 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 serial ends. Um, yeah, that's how the story ends. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, that's uh, yeah, Nigel. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, there's one thing I wanted to comment on going back to the whole, um, they're going to sacrifice the doctor. Yes. We only have one candle scene. Yes. Um, one gets more candles, obviously, but, um, I thought it was really cool. The, the incidental music at that point. Oh, the die. Um, the yes, die. Did you hear it die, too? Die, die. Yes. yes it, it was like the synth was, and I'm like, okay, are they actually taking the, like the, you know, chanting the word die and like tweaking it. So it sounds like synth or is, is, or is the synth tweaked? Like was somebody just messing with some modulation and went, Oh, Oh dude, come here. Sounds like it's saying die. Like we should do that in the episode. I have no idea, but it was just like, it was like, wow, what the heck are they doing with the sound work here? Yeah. It was nuts. I was like, Whoa, it was it was intense. Like yeah. it really kind of amped up that scene a little bit. Oh man. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I, I love, I just have to say after the previous story, I love that canine gets as much action as he gets in the story. I, <laughs> yes. Thank you for not just being like a gag in the first episode and then not in the rest of the story. Yeah. Yes. I did enjoy that as well. I was like, where, where is he? There he is. Um, ow, I, I don't really got much, much else to, much else to say yeah, about this and, and it's and it's so funny because because you know we talk about all these things in the story and we really haven't talked about the tigellans themselves oh much. they're fine they're fine they're them f- and their wigs they have wigs some of them wear all white some of them wear all black and they don't like each other but the guy dressed as so- the guy dressed as skeletor <laughs> is like yes <laughs> he's like their mediator but then they oust him um it's fine <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you have anything okay. else to say about that? I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, you really kind of sum that up. Pretty yeah, quickly. you know, it feels like the guys in the white are like religious order. You yeah, know, obsessing over a D twelve. I get it. Yes, <laughs> and and some alternate universe Barbara. Yes, that's uh, so wild they're, to me. I can't believe that's leader. her. I really like again. If I had watched the story and had not had any advanced knowledge, yeah. I, I really I don't think I would have recognized. Him. Yeah, that's so wild. And I don't and, and I certainly don't mean that in a bad way, you know. Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. Uh, oh well. All right. Uh let's uh we we got any la- final thoughts before I start hitting some buttons here? I feel like the buttons just going to be real quick. Uh the buttons probably will be really quick, but let's go ahead and um smash that subs- Oh wait, no, it's YouTube. Uh, go ahead and hit that button. Yep. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. Um, uh, I mean, what did we? We had the plants. Um, that was it. I think technically we had <laughs> we had an explosion, but um, yep. we didn't we see had a it. Tiny amount of gunplay. Yes, a little bit with the with the uh, the very like looked like drawn on special effects of lasers. Yes, but at least we had like sound effects. Yeah this time um uh you, you gotta admit we technically had we had the twin gut punches uh yes that's true and we had some comedy with them yep um i'm uh, gonna but, go but overall there, yeah there wasn't much no i'm gonna go with like uh, a one and i feel like that's generous wow yeah 
wow because i i was i was kind of a little bit more in the three range the three okay yeah because i mean really the, the plants attacking the space pirates that was yeah that's true that was pretty that was crazy cool, you know and and maybe maybe i'm being generous because of the comedy involving the twin gut budge maybe maybe but it made me smile so there you go i'm just being generous this time, I guess. <laughs> all right Gathering close, it's time for the behind the scare. <laughs> well, that's not really all that scary. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's not. There's no real like terror, even when the doctor is, you know, under this giant stone. You kind of go, well, we've been watching this episode for twenty minutes. There's got to be a cliffhanger coming up. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm sure he'll be okay. Oh my Frankly, god! I mean, I just realized. Well, the, what the cliff a cliffhanger there's a cliff hanging, hanging over him, him. <laughs> oh, i didn't even think about it that way <laughs> <laughs> this episode yep. never mind this is a, a top 10 episode. No, wow, no, no 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 okay. wow sorry go ahead now, now we know no that's okay we know where your threshold is now that's, <laughs> that's fair Honestly, I, I i yes puns are always good I'm a father. I can speak to that. Um, <laughs> frankly, honestly, I think most kids would be kind of like tickled and 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 laugh at the cactus doctor. The cactus doctor, yes. Like just the simple fact. Just I mean, meeting Megalos for the first time. Yeah, he's just right? a cactus. Can, can you imagine a you know an eight year old, a ten year old watching that and they're like, wait, the cactus talking? Yeah. Yeah, the cactus is totally talking. <laughs> And you know, I'm I'm reminded. I know I have mentioned the um, the Unbelievers podcast before. Mm-hmm. Very very funny podcast. They you know they take um, uh, paranormal and other topics and really kind of like take the piss out of it. Yeah, because they'll find stuff that is just kind of out there and funky and weird. I seem to remember them doing an episode, and somewhere in it there was. I want to say it was in Japan and they were like, I think they had hooked up like some sort of like electro receptors to plants. And I think it actually may have been a cactus. I could be wrong. I need to double check this and I'll report back next episode. And, and they actually like not, not the show, but the people who, who hooked up these uh, receptors to a plant, like, like they tried to record like the plant talking. Oh, I need to double check and see if this is a cactus. I will report back yeah. next episode on what this is yeah. in case you are interested in looking this up, folks. Please um, let me know. Yeah, I'm sorry. This just popped into my head. I'm going to have to do some research on that to be sure. But anyway, John, what are we doing next time? Oh, boy. What are we doing next time? Well, uh, we saw the, the doctor say, uh, or uh, R- Romana said, I, I got a call. From Gallifrey, well, let's drop off this accountant first. And I figured, well, you know what? Let's just continue down this road. So next time we will be watching Full Circle, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Lala Ward as Romana, John Leeson as the voice of K-9, and introducing Matthew Waterhouse as Adric. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is written by Andrew Smith and directed by Peter Grimwade. Um... I am I am interested. I'm interested yeah, to watch I this. I don't remember when I last saw. It's been a long time since I've seen this. The first story of Adric. Yeah. Should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I know what I did. We said we hadn't watched a lot of season eighteen and here we are. Watching all of season yep. eighteen. Well, yeah, like I said before, we're starting into the E-Space trilogy. We can't, like, watch the first one and then not watch the ones after it. So we've got the next couple episodes already planned out, I think, at this point. Yes, basically we do. Um, All right. (laughs) Well, until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ThePodcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Make sure you rate and review us as well. And you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, it's still hot, so don't buy sweatshirts from our, our site, but buy anything else uh, to support this show and the other shows of N-O-T-L-G, which is, I mean, I guess technically just this show and... and uh, and uh, all night 
right? That's it, huh? Yeah. That's it. Pretty much. Oh, well. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> remember we had like 13 shows? What's that? Uh, remember when we had 13 shows? Yes. That was wild. Remember yeah. I was editing like five to six of them? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you remember any of those shows fondly or like this show, just uh, check shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G and uh, support support any way you can. Or you can support monetarily, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. But, uh, you know, guys, it's still rough out there. I've, I've heard there's like a new variant that yep. is like down here and it's it's just stealing your money and robbing you blind. I don't know what's happening, but it sounds bad. Uh, so, it makes you look like a cactus. Oh, it does make you look like a cactus. Teaching the Japanese alphabet to a cactus. Yes, I think I found the video. I just tossed the link to you. We can talk about it after the episode ends, but oh, I boy. believe this is it. Oh, I boy. This is it. Well, I mean, make sure we're still supporting our local shops, everybody. Any way you can, retweets, buying from them, um, other things that would be helpful to keep them afloat because, you know... It's still rough out there, despite what some uh, less smart people would tell you. <laughs> well, that's it for us this time. Join us again next time when we talk about Full Circle, and we'll see you guys then. See ya. Don't go outside. You'll, it's not livable up there. You'll die. And we have guards standing outside? Oh, yeah. Hey, look at that.